From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, Bob Pockris, our resident NASCAR expert who writes for FoxSports.com and appears regularly on Race Hub on FS1. Again, uh, the uh, big topic in NASCAR is Bristol dirt racing this weekend. We talked about that and the season to date with our friend Bob Pockris inside the Press Box podcast. Let's go back a little bit and kind of start with the season thus far. Six races, six different winners, and we're talking about anything but the usual suspects. Oh, you got that right. I mean, look, I think most people would have had these drivers winning, except for maybe Michael McDowell, who won the Daytona 500. You would think Kyle Larson would have won Truex. Blaney, Byron, Bell would have won some point during the year, but I don't know that you would have had them all in the first six races, right? You you have expected a Harvick or a Hamlin or a Logano or a uh, or a Keselowski, you know, those drivers to have won races, a Chase Elliott, but uh, but so far those have been, those top names have been shut out, and those drivers that you kind of looked at as being maybe uh, eighth to sixteenth in the uh, kind of like when you think about who's going to make the playoffs that they're all getting wins, right. Or they've already got wins so far this year. Yeah. The uh, kind of felt Buffalo bill esque when uh, Ryan Blaney most recent, uh, I think that was his fourth time to lead the first two segments of a race, but not win the whole race. Uh, that was kind of disheartening for him and a surprise win. And it didn't have Ryan Blaney in victory circle on Sunday. Yeah, well, you know, Ryan Blaney gets the win. Kyle Larson dominates that race. Um, you know, so... I'm sorry, Larson. Uh, I had it backwards. I'm sorry. As, you know, Larson dominates the race at Atlanta. Blaney, yeah. you know, comes comes back and, and wins that, you know, passes the lap with eight laps to go. And But, you know, Larson was uh, pushing his car. And uh, Atlanta's a great track that's known to eat up tires. And... And Larson uh, kind of didn't have any didn't have any tires left there for the last ten laps, and it showed. And that's one of those quirky stats uh, about Ryan Blaney. I think it's his fifth career victory, Bob. And in all five, he's made a pass in the last ten laps for the wow. win. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think it shows something about Blaney in the sense that he's a, a patient driver, a driver who doesn't necessarily uh, kind of, I want to say overdrive, but he doesn't punish his equipment. Uh, he knows how to save it to the end, and and it's proved dividends for him in those events. Now, has it hurt him maybe in some others where he finishes top three, and if he pushed it a little earlier, could he possibly have won? Maybe. But he's showing that that style of, you know, of, of steady, consistent laps and, you know, and, and taking kind of what the track gives you and doing the most with it, but not trying to do too much can certainly work as well. The, uh, I th- the intimidator used to do that. I mean, he would he would always drive the high up near the wall. And, and guys would get in drafts, they'd go below him, they, they, they would drive towards the inside, they're wearing tires, they're wearing springs, and uh, Dale Earnhardt didn't abuse his stuff, and he would drive high through so much of the race and then get that late charge with a good engine. Uh, let's transition away from that, but all, so many eyes are on Bristol. We talked in our first hour that we were going to have some questions for you, but first, why dirt at Bristol? Uh, why are they doing it? Because it sounds like a whole lot of fun. <laughs> I think um, for fun and for intrigue, and I mean, NASCAR has created a musty TV event for for Fox on Sunday, right? Like people are like, oh, I should go to a different dirt track or go to a rich, a, an actual dirt track rather than moving twenty three thousand cubic yards of dirt into a place that has perfectly fine concrete. <laughs> but I think uh, I think this the the intrigue that this creates you know a 19 degree banking now at bristol a little bit wider actual racing surface than what you would have on the concrete uh provides all these elements of unknown that uh that people are going to want to watch and i think that's that's the key you know now if you're a competitor you're like man i wish this was like an all-star race or a non-points event maybe but uh you know look we've seen so many of the cup drivers already race on the bristol dirt last week in various dirt divisions several going to try the truck race on saturday to get more time for the cup race on sunday i think it's just it's, it's one of those events that's just going to be it's done because it because you can't because it's intrigue because it's you know uh, everybody for so long had said the schedule is stale and well this is this is anything but stale bob pakras covers nascar uh like you mentioned the trucks will go first uh, some of the drivers for the Sunday race will be in those trucks to get a good handle on it. But this isn't a race you can take off just because it's on dirt. And you don't like dirt. You got to run it. You got to do well. You got to get points the way NASCAR is structured now. But so you answer why dirt and you kind of alluded to a topic we promised our listeners we we're going to ask you. So I want to ask it here, the physics of it, the <laughs> steepest banking of any track they, they race on all the way around. We started asking. How are they going to keep that dirt in place? And I, I believe they bring the banking up by, by raising the lower inside. But but how's it really going to work to keep that dirt from the top all the way to the bottom? Well, it's just packed really tight. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's kind of the main thing. You know, there, there's a layer of sawdust at the bottom that um, so that when they remove the dirt, it's a little bit easier to remove. But but they're going to, you know, they've, they have, there's four different types of dirt in there. You know, and oh. so in the way the dirt is put down and 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 uh, in, in the way the track's constructed, I don't, there's no worry about the dirt kind of sliding off or anything like that. It's, it's, it's packed down. If you saw those dirt races there last week, you know, that track will take rubber during during an event. And uh, and it's it's going to be, uh, you know, again, they've used four different uh, sets of dirt, of, you know, of clays and 
and everything, and th- there's no concern about that. And, Bob, the format's not what you're used to of your NASCAR fan. If you're used to going to your local dirt track, it's going to be very similar, is it not? A little bit. You're going to have four heat races. Now, for the Cup guys, they'll be on Saturday before they get their cars ready for Sunday. But, yeah, uh, heat races to determine the lot starting order for Sunday. And then uh, and then on Sunday, uh, it's going to be pretty much a normal race except uh, pit stops. You, you, you can only take tires and fuel on pit road. And you can't lose positions on uh, on pit, or, or I'm sorry, you can only take tires and fuel during the stage breaks, and then and you can't lose positions if you're on pit road to others who are on pit road. So a few differences, but uh, not too much. If you're attending the race, perhaps a good tip: don't wear white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll, yes, and make sure they have a cover lungs. for any drinks or food. Oh yeah, because you'll breathe it in too. I, I've been to a dirt track race, uh, some World of Outlaw stuff, but. Uh, I would like to ask you, though, Bob, your favorites for this weekend running on dirt in Bristol. Uh, well, I think Austin Dillon's going to be really strong. You know, he won a, a late model race there last week. Uh, he's, he won at Eldora. I think he, he'll be strong. I think Larson will be strong. Uh, I think Christopher Bell could be good. And I think Chase Elliott. Those would be my four. Uh, some people would say, uh, it's, you know, you look at Ryan Newman has some some dirt background but that's a long time ago sprint cars uh you know i think i think i look at those four you know bell elliott uh larson and uh and dylan and our final minute with, with bob pockers again at foxsports.com bob it's going to be one of those weekends where you just you don't know what to expect i mean this is something that's if, if it has been done it hasn't been done in recent years 50 some odd years how these cars are going to react to this dirt track is is still a bit of an unknown Absolutely. I mean, you know a little bit from Eldora, but this track is back differently than Eldora. They'll be going a little bit faster. And uh, and look, you know, I mean, for those who are used to w- watching dirt late models, these, these cars don't have the suspension in them that that those cars do. It's going to look it's going to look like that they're struggling, and they <laughs> very well might be. But uh, that still doesn't mean it can't be a good race. Follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Pockers. Just that simple. P O C K R A S S at Bob Pogris on Twitter for the very latest from NASCAR. That's our guest. It's Bob Pogris inside the Press Box Podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the Press Box Podcast.